Hey everyone, King Kyrie here, and I'm just preempting uh, this particular episode with a um, not really a disclaimer. It's not really a spoiler. This is just a continuation of the podcast that I had previous to this one about to validate or not to validate or invalidate, I should say. And if you're going to listen to this episode, you should have heard the one that came before it for a little bit of context, because um, listening to this one and then going back to that one, you may be a little bit confused. Uh, This is sort of a part two with the person that um, I was talking about from the previous episode. So that's just a little bit of a backstory. Feel free to uh, listen to this one first if you'd like to, but you may be confused. All right. Peace out for now. Au revoir. Ciao. Hey everyone, it's King Kyrie coming at you from the age of the millennial, and right now I've got a special guest. I'm going to actually let him introduce himself to you, but before I do that, I would like to uh, let you know that this is a continuation from the podcast I previously posted about validation or invalidation, and I do believe if you're going to listen to this one, you should listen to that one first. But anyway, who am I speaking with today? Hi, my name is Quintrell Gage. I'm from... Baton Rouge, Louisiana, we have a small town in West Baton Rouge called Port Allen. And I've been here in Houston for about six years. Alrighty. So a little bit about me. Most of my listeners know this, but I uh, bounced around from Houston to South Bend, Indiana, back to Houston. And it's been a little bit of a culture shock. I'm not going to lie. I've been gone for eight years, but that's not the point of this podcast. The point is I'm going to be talking to you about, you know, your story and uh, feel free to actually, if you want to go to uh, Facebook to reference some of the things that we're talking about, because I will be doing that as well. Um, Pretty much, I guess just let's dive in. Uh, Tell me why you're here. Tell me what it is you wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for reaching out to me because when you commented on the post, it really meant a lot because it's like you you out of everybody, most of the people who commented understood what I was feeling and where I was coming from. So basically, a lot of you may not know the story of what happened, but on Friday night, me and my friends, we went, my friends hit me up. They're like, you know what? We want to go to Montrose tonight. We haven't been in a while. I'm like, okay, I'll go. So as we were just walking the block, we went to JR's, had a margarita and some shots. And then when we were leaving JR's, we were like, you know what, I wonder if South Beach is open because we had not been since it's been back open. Mm-hmm. So we, we walked and we seen it was open. We're like, you know what, let's go in. So I'm like, I was excited to go in because it's been years since since it's been open. I want to see if, it's, if there's a difference. I want to see what it's like. And I walked in, I'm like, it is so beautiful in here. Like, this is my type of place. I love stuff like this. It's so classy. It's, you know, my type of vibe. And so I'm like, you know what? South Beach is, this is the kind of place that would play the Beyonce album because I I haven't really been to Montrose in a few weeks since the album came out. I've been, but it's maybe been about one or twice and I, once or twice and I didn't stay too long. So I really didn't get a chance to hear any of the songs and I'm like, I know they gotta play it here. So so I decided, I'm like, you know what? 
I'm gonna go and request the song from the DJ and see if she plays it. As I'm walking up to the DJ booth, it's like she sees me walking in before I could even get close to her and, and open my mouth. It's just an immediate note. And I looked, I'm like, okay. When you tell me no, that that's how it takes me. I'm like, you know what? This is, it was kind of rude. I was taken aback. And me and my friends like, yeah, let's go. And you know, I will say this. I'm not trying to make it about race or anything, but when you hear all the stories about African-American people in Montrose and you hear stories with people talking about they don't really want us there, it's certain bars that are racist and have racist owners. And then you experience something like that. It's like, is it a racial issue? Because I'm a black guy in South Beach, mostly like Hispanic and Caucasian people, or they are. And I'm walking up to the DJ booth and before I even say anything, it's just no. Like, I don't want to be bothered with you, just go away. It was very dismissive. So I, I really felt some kind of way about that. So I just wanted to post on Facebook in the LGBT Houston group and in the Montrose group. I'm like, you know what? This is what I experienced. And maybe someone else has experienced this because in the community, the community is very small and you would think it's a place where we can go to support each other. But when I made the post about my experience, that's not what I got. People were basically saying, making it seem like I was mad about not hearing Beyonce. And I was throwing temper tantrums and I was a Karen and I'm entitled. And that's not what it was. It's about the rudeness of the situation. Yeah, so it's it's been it's been crazy. People were really attacking me. Like coming from my character. And then I mean it was just so much much at once and I'm going to defend myself because you're just not gonna talk to me crazy. And then when I defend myself in one of the groups, it's like all of these people can talk to me crazy, but when I clap back, then you block my comments in for 24 hours. That's not okay. To me, it was basically bullying. So that's where I am right now. Really, I I just wanted to be heard. I wanted the situation to be addressed. And I really don't feel like any of that has happened. Hey, I have a question for you. Okay. Can can you hear me? Am I coming, cutting in and out? Well, I can hear you now. I'm not sure you you spoke earlier. Okay, because I I got an incoming call and I'm not sure if it uh, messed up my uh, speaker because this app can be very temperamental. But um, going back, because I actually I don't have the app open. I'm actually looking at the actual post you posted, and you brought up some points that I would like to address because there was a lot of uh, jumping to conclusion. I would say from a lot of people. Yeah. So it says, let's see. At the very end, it said, after that, we left because we didn't feel like we were wanted there. In my previous podcast, I hit on that point specifically because you did not make it about race. 
that you didn't say race. You just felt like you weren't wanted there. Correct. People interpreted that by saying, oh, it must be a racial thing. By you not saying it was about race, they jumped to that conclusion because of what? Because they must know some sense that there's a racial issue going on within our community. You know what? That is correct. And let, let's just keep it real. You as an African-American man, you go to Montrose, you hear, you hear the stories. For um, I think it's F-Bar, for example. I'm, I'm not sure if you remember F-Bar. But the owner of F-Bar, I heard he was racist and he didn't want us there. And so I think we used to go every Thursday. It was our night, the African-American night. And we heard all these rumors about there was racism going on and he didn't want us there. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. We heard rumors, I think there were rumors about racism at other bars in Montrose. So yeah, I mean, for people to jump to conclusions, apparently they heard those rumors too. And they must know that there's truth to the rumors for them to say things like like that. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Were, were you talking just now? Because I'm over here trying to figure out if, if my thing keeps cutting in and out. Yes, I was speaking. Okay, sorry about that. I don't know what's going on, but let's let's just keep moving. So how do you feel about what I just said? Well, basically, as I was saying, let, let's just keep it real. You are an African-American man also. I'm sure you heard, of, mm-hmm. you heard the rumors about racism in certain bars at Montrose. For example, yeah, F-Bar. Okay. I'm not, for example, F-Bar. I don't know if you remember F-Bar or not. Yep. But, okay, well, I I heard rumors that when F-Bar was open, the management was racist. In, oh, yeah, no, yeah. So I heard all of that. Yeah, you, told, you said that already. Yeah, I heard all of that. So I was I was actually able to listen to that part. And I do remember when I was first going there uh, that there were Thursday nights and things were different because they were playing s- different types of music, but the atmosphere changed. And, right. and it, it wasn't one of those things where uh, it was talked about, but it was one of those things like, why are they playing this type of music now? And they were like, oh, well, we're just changing. We're, we're, we're getting away from, you know, certain types of music. That's what I was told by the DJs. And also someone made mention of, well, if you want to listen to that, go to Blur. And we all know what kind of uh, 
uh, club blur ends. Correct. What they and were so doing those microaggressions. Yes, those microaggressions were racist like you're telling me that if i don't like the music go to blur blur which has a majority ethnic and racial uh majority because of the music they play that right there makes me side eye your entire motivation correct so what i'm going to do is i'm going to read your post in its entirety in my previous podcast i've already done that but i'm going to do it again so let's let me just read it out. So Mr. Control wrote, I just want to say my friends and I stopped by South Beach Friday night and we were shocked that no one was playing Beyonce's new album. I'm like, I know South Beach is going to play it, so I went to the DJ booth to request the song. Before I could open my mouth, it, I, it was met with an immediate no. I was shocked she was so rude. Lady, you are a DJ, you take requests. Did she think I was about to request rap music in South Beach? After that, we left because we didn't feel like we were wanted there. And so that right there, all you did was share your experience. And there are people that came for you for being transphobic. And I brought this up as well because DJ Mel was the same DJ that I paid $3 for to play Lose My Breath. And I did not know how he identified. So I was I saw several different things in the uh, comments stating that Mel identifies as a he, Mel identifies as a they. And so I don't know what to call Mel. And you were saying she, her, and I'm thinking to myself, how can you know not know that? There Then there was someone who said that they had uh, told you that uh, the pronouns you were using was incorrect. So you should call them what they want to be called. And looking back, I didn't see Mel directly state what their pronouns were. So I can only assume based off of the majority of the people that stated that Mel is in fact identified as a he or a they or a them. I don't believe that you were being intentionally transphobic because like I said before, if you aren't able to have a conversation with someone, then you don't know. So I will say that uh, from this point moving forward, you probably shouldn't call Mel she unless, and, and that's hard to, for me to say because you didn't hear that from Mel them, themselves. So you don't know if that's true or not. You're just going off of what someone said. But uh, moving forward, try and just call Mel Mel. But other than that, I don't think there was anything wrong with what you said. You came to a place hoping for someone to just simply understand it and they took it and made a joke out of it and that's the part that hurts the most am i wrong you are exactly correct because as a gay man you go to these gay forums and groups for support and i feel like in those groups nobody's ever supporting anybody it's always tearing someone down and it's like is, is that what we do is this what we fought for? Is this what we are fighting for? So I want to point something out to you. If you were to take a look at that group, you will see a trend of who is allowed to say certain things and who is not. That is all I'm going to tell you. Take a look at the posts that get the most traction 
And the things that are said, whether they are microaggressive, whether they're negative, or whether they're insulting, and see how they are taken. Because there are certain people that can do what you do and not get black for it. But there are certain people that cannot. You're someone who cannot. And that's not fair, but that's just how it goes in that particular group. I will say I noticed that I'm not in that group much. I barely see posts on my Facebook from the group, but I know that I am in that group. So I thought it would be a good idea to just bring light to the situation because it's the situation that happened to a member of the community and it happened mm-hmm. in Montrose. Yes. So I went to both of those groups to post. And, and so, so I, I, oh, yeah, I continue. noticed that I did notice that some people were able to say horrible things to me and nothing happened to them. It got light. It got laughed. Right. There was this one guy. He, I think the first comment I read, oh, you're entitled and you're having a fit because you want to hear a Beyonce album. And it, it was just crazy. And then there was this one guy I was just so hurt by because I was completely shocked that such things would even come from him. Let let me just say, it's uh, one of the only black bartenders at one of the bars in Montrose. Well, the only black tender, only black bartender that I know of in the bar. Mm-hmm. And I think he came at me the worst. He told me I was so pressed I had to post in two groups and and I'm like, no, I'm not pressing. He just got an attitude with me and he just came for me. And it, it got real ugly between us, which I'm not proud of it. But at the same time, you cannot talk to me crazy and think I am not going to respond to you. And then the things that he was saying to me, I'm going to respond. He even went so low is saying I have STDs or something sir I don't even know you except from from being a bartender at the bar you don't know me so don't even come at me like that and I said and you are a black man you should understand where I'm coming from so yeah it just didn't end good But I am thankful for the support I got from you and a few other people who understood where I was coming from. I know there was this other girl who I spoke to. She said she also didn't feel like she was welcome in the community and in certain places in Montrose. So I'm glad it wasn't just me. I'm glad there are some people who understand what I went through.
Hello. Yes. Oh, so did you did you hear me? No, I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> oh my god! So I've been talking this entire time. You didn't hear a word I said. I heard nothing. I just oh heard my silence. god. Okay, so <laughs> I was pretty much talking about <laughs> oh how my gosh, people. This is a- is an interesting interview. Well, I don't know what's going on because usually I it, it, it's so smooth. It goes so flawlessly. My question is, were you talking while I wasn't talking? No. When I stopped and I heard silence, I just waited till I heard you again. <laughs> oh my God. So what, what could be happening is, since this is a single track, it may have picked up what I said, but completely... You aren't able to hear it. I'm not sure why that is, but let me go ahead and restate what I said. So, it's one of those things where people were invalidating you by picking apart the wrong issue. The issue was not about you hearing Beyonce, or not hearing Beyonce. It was about your treatment by the DJ. Correct. I noticed so many people were trying to explain how DJs work, and I'm thinking to myself, that's not the point. The point is not how DJs do their job. It's about the human interaction. Right. And Let me say this. Yes, people are telling me how DJs work, but really, I can't recall one time until recently when I did I even requested a song at a bar or a club. But that's not the point. The point is I have requested songs at the same club with the same DJ. Granted, I had to pay, but I was still able to get the song that I wanted to hear play. So for them to come out of the woodwork, do that. The fuck they don't. They absolutely do. So that that's yes, the point that I, I was trying to I went to a few other places recently and I requested a song and a birthday shout out. Mm-hmm. And they did both, so that was really my first time requesting anything. So, with me never doing it, I'm thinking, well, you know what? Maybe they take requests. So, I went and I attempted a request. So, it's crazy that you said that you paid her three dollars for the request, and she did. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just something about me that she didn't like, or maybe she just wasn't in the mood that day. But if but you even so, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe she wasn't in the mood that day. And I don't I didn't have an issue with her saying no, because if she said no, I just would have went on about my business and I wouldn't have worried about it. But for her to even not let me speak, that was the issue. I literally walked up to her and it was just no, I couldn't open my mouth, I couldn't say anything for all she knows. I could have been sending giving her a message from someone at the bar or one of the owners or something mm-hmm. but it was just no nope that's how it was nope and I know we've been touching on this subject for a while but I also wanted to bring up um, the aftermath of mm-hmm. your initial post because you had the initial post which I didn't find problematic what I found problematic were the responses to it and rightfully so you got upset you got heated and so you ended up uh posting other things and people took offense to that and what i don't 
understand is how people don't understand self-fulfilling prophecy. When you treat someone a certain way to elicit a certain reaction and then they react the way you want them to, you can't then go and say, see, well, that's why I did it in the first place because you did this initially. Because your first post, in my opinion, was not problematic. It was the reactions to that post that upset you and started a chain of reactions to the point that there are some people who don't even speak in this group. There's over 6,000 members and someone's like, can we stop with all the DJ comments? Because you're like, it's a form of bullying or it's like a form of bullying, but no, let's just call it what it is. It is bullying. These grown ass people are literally taking time out of their day to bully you on an experience that they either don't understand or understand and just don't care. And that's what made me so heated because I made my comment after seeing all of these other comments and I had no idea what was going on until I finally read your post and got the scope of the situation. That is why I made my podcast because I felt so strongly on your behalf and for people like you, like us, that don't get a fair shake. Initially, from the onset, in my opinion, you did nothing wrong. You expressed yourself and you thought that people would be compassionate. Instead, they made fun of you for it. That is correct. And it did hurt my feelings. But at the same time, I'm not one who's going to be bullied. Well, I, no one should be. Right. I'm going to defend myself. And... and- I feel like I've been defending myself since I made the post. And it's, at this point, it's like so exhausting. I'm like, I just want these people to leave me alone at this point. So I will say this. You, as the author of the post, have the ability to shut off the comments yourself or a moderator can do it. I would like to point out, though, that one of actually two of the people making fun of you are, in fact, moderators of the group. And that's probably the most disheartening information that I can possibly convey is that you have people within the community that are taking it to this extent, yes, but you have moderators of a group that claim to be all-inclusive that are actively joining in instead of doing what they claim they are out to do, which is create an environment for all people to express themselves. Yes, that really speaks speaks volumes of the group. It does. And someone said this to me. Um, he's also black. He was like, well, we should probably just make a, a, a black, white, LGBT group. And I thought about what he said, and I'm like, well, why are we participating in segregation? Like, I get that we may not be wanted by all, but there are a lot of people in this group who honestly don't agree I will also say this, given that there's over 6,000 members, you'll see that it's always the same fuckers who are continuously out there to piss people off or to take things how they want to take them. Because I've been in hot water with this group before when I posted my opinion and I asked them for their opinion over this subject and they took it personally and i'm like why are you guys getting upset i'm asking you to express your opinion not to tear mine apart this is how i feel about this particular topic what is your opinion they wouldn't give me theirs they would just they just said that mine was wrong which is impossible because opinions can't be wrong you're right 
And so I just want to say to you, don't listen to what they have to say. You say what you need to say. If they start taking it their own way, um, control the situation by simply stopping the comments. Just halt the comments so that way it doesn't get out of control. I, I wouldn't reply to the trolls because if you notice the uh, comment that I made on your original thread, people are commenting. I'm not saying anything to them. I'm not going to say anything to them because I said what I said and that's it. What you have to say in defense of your behavior is, is not going to, it, it doesn't fly with me because there's someone on that particular thread who I, I'm a, a friend with, a recent friend with, who was trying to explain how he was trying to talk to you quote unquote sensibly in the original thread but you took it to the wrong way or you took it to a, a negative place and I'm looking at this entire comment thread and I don't see where he spoke at all so this is the original thread that he's talking about and he hasn't made a comment what is he talking about that right there already invalidates his argument because it's not true what he's saying Right, I feel like at this point, a lot of those people, they see that I'm a black man. And I feel like they want to turn me into this stereotype. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. They want you to be the villain because that way they can justify their treatment of you. Right, and, and it really hurts. Let me go back to this again. When the when the black bartender I was telling you about, it, I think it hurt the most coming from another black man. And then for him to say that there was more to the story and he's pretty sure it was my fault but my thing is was he there he was not there he was at oh i'm sorry i said where he worked oh sorry yeah don't do that but my thing is the fact of the matter is someone who was not present for the situation they're speaking so candidly about it based off of what information based off a post based off of their idea of you and the DJ and the establishment. That's something else that I wrote in my post about how these uh, employees are going so hard for this establishment. And I'm thinking to myself, you having a feeling of not belonging there does not affect them at all. So why are they taking it so personally? I get that you're a black bartender that works for this employer. But that does not mean that you are equal to the white bartenders. Correct. So he's over there saying, well, I work for them and they treat me nice. They treat me well. But you may not be their favorite simply because you're black. You may not know that, but that could be what's happening. They can treat you nice, but they'll never treat you equal to the white bartenders and you will never know it. Yet you're defending them and going against a black individual based off of what you believe the black individual is capable of or not, or what the DJ is capable of or not, what the establishment is capable of or not. And that's not fair. No one has the right to say anyone in the situation is right or wrong other than the people who are involved. And if it gets to that extent, a judge or a jury. Correct. And so that's one of the things that made me the most upset is the judgment coming your way. People are judging you over the wrong thing, which again is 
you feeling that you should have been able to get your song when in fact it was you weren't able to speak you just weren't given the voice someone took your voice away right and one thing about me I am nothing like the judgments that they made trying to make me seem angry and crazy or whatever and entitled in a, in a Karen I think that's that was the funniest thing to me calling me a Karen because it's not even like that I'm one of the nicest people ever I, I would literally talk to anybody even if I don't want to be bothered with you I'll just talk to you to make because I don't want to hurt your feelings or anything that's mm-hmm. just the type of person I am and so for those people to make those judgments I just thought it was crazy because these people do not know me if they knew me in real life they'll see I'm nothing like that no and they want to turn me into a stereotype and it's not going to happen because I know who I am exactly and that's all there is to it I, I, I apologize because I know where you're coming from I know what you're dealing with. I've dealt with it before too. And it's hard. It's just my advice to you, like I said before, say what you need to say and then walk away. Because in this world, you can be hurt by so many people. Them coming to you and apologizing may not actually make you feel better. It may actually make you feel worse, especially if their apology isn't genuine. I've always said this. Remember as a kid when we got in trouble at school and the teacher always made the person who fucked with you apologize? And after they made that person apologize, they were like, well, what do you say? I forgive you. But you're forcing me to say that. I don't forgive you. I don't need to forgive you. And people are like, oh, if you don't forgive someone, then you hold on to it and it, it taints your character. Not necessarily. You can forgive that person without telling them you forgive them. You don't have to outwardly say in a public way, you know what? I'm going to forgive this person. Because no one's owed forgiveness. Right, and even if I do forgive you, it doesn't mean I forget. Exactly. Because I can forgive like, oh, well, you, I can be nice to you. To but at the same time, I still don't trust you and I'm watching you. And people are probably listening to this now. It's like, well, how does this equate to the original argument? Because from what was happening, you just explaining your hurt feelings and then invalidating you, pretty much victim blaming you, saying that it's your fault or how can you expect someone to ask for a request or honor a request as a DJ in a, uh, in a mainstream nightclub, but that's not what happened. It never happened. You never got to request that. And so for them right. to call you out for any of that and attack you and make fun of you and continuously bully you days after it happened, because that's something I didn't mention, is that this happened uh, a few days ago. This post was posted, what, almost three days ago now. And people are still bringing it up. And so these people are actively going out of their way to continuously attack you and make fun of you, even after some people from the group said, hey, can we stop now? And there are people saying, oh, no, is that a request? We don't honor those here. Literally a response to someone totally unrelated to the situation said, you know what? Enough's enough. Let's lay off. And they're being met with sarcastic, long answered no's. 
and then they want to blame you for everything. Right. Neither were so. And as a result, they blame you for everything and say, well, if he didn't do this, I wouldn't have done that. No, motherfucker, you were looking for an excuse. And now when the chips are down and people show them, hey, you know, you kind of fucked up there. You you shouldn't have done that. They want to say they're sorry. And then they want they expect forgiveness. And that's not right. And even in the post, there was someone, I think she was a bartender at South Beach. She went on this long rant about the DJ not taking requests and it's busy or whatever. First of all, I don't need your explanation. You are not DJ Mayo. I didn't have the encounter with you. I don't need you to defend her. What would uh, be nice is if she defend tells Mel. They say defend Mel, don't say her. Because I'm, that's... I'm sorry. I, yeah. You can't defend Mel. Because that we didn't have an interaction. You were not present for the interaction. Mel can only defend herself. And, oh, I keep saying... I, I know. Mel can only defend themselves. themselves. You know, and I apologize. I did not know that Mel classified as them, they, he, him. I mean, I never even knew Mel existed until Friday, so I never had a conversation with Mel to know these things. Mm-hmm. So, so no one can blame me for not knowing. But yeah. Mel can say their side of the story which I don't really care to hear because at this point it happened and it was what it was I don't and it was given to me the way that it was given so I don't think I need an apology from Mel and I don't need anyone to defend Mel also and I understand that I, I, I totally feel that uh, something I would like to point out that I thought was very interesting after your interaction and your posts in the groups um, do you follow South Beach at all? I do not so there were uh, TikToks and videos that people were posting uh, with DJ Mel playing Beyonce's new album and I thought it was interesting that the timestamps were, were dated after you made the post now if it had been before maybe that would have been a little different but the fact of the matter is I felt like this is another dig at you over something that someone could have reached out to you granted you could have reached out to them but at the same time you're not the one that should be putting your foot forward because you're the patron if you feel slighted regardless I know it's a terrible business model I hate saying it but in the business world the customer is right reach out and ask for a detailed explanation even if the manager knows they're not going to do anything with your explanation they could have done something but to allow this to go on and to have it posted on social media that the bar uh, that the dj who you had the altercation with or had the problem with is literally flaunting the fact that they're playing beyonce after not even considering speaking to you, that to me is, is kind of fucked up. I personally believe. But I'm not asking you or telling you this to rile you up. I'm just stating the full scope and the impact that your post had on an entire community 
within the fourth largest city in America. The pettiness, in my opinion, is out of proportion. Well, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I had no idea that this was even going on. And no, I don't follow South Beach. I don't follow him on TikTok, Instagram, anywhere. And let, let, let me just keep it real with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, South Beach is not somewhere I usually go to. I mean, I've been a few times in the past, maybe two or three times in the past for a few minutes, but it's not somewhere I go to in state. I mean, I I like to dance and everything, but I'm not really a fan of all the music. I like a lot of R&B music and, and more more pop and hip hop. I like a mixture of things. Yeah. So it's not always about techno. Yeah, I'm not really a big it's fan techno of techno, pop. but I will say Beyonce's new album is house music and again, I hadn't been to Montrose in a few weeks and when I have been I wasn't there for long. So I'm like, well it's we having a boys night out, let's go. Maybe we're here to album because I look on Instagram and Twitter and everything and I see these other dancing to the full album and stuff and having a good time and I'm like well I wonder if they're gonna do that tonight so I'm like you know what again Beyonce's album is a dance album maybe they'll play that South Beach because it's like a dance club mm-hmm. that was that was the thing it, I mean that's what it was I thought I would hear it there I didn't went to make a request I got shut down I mean, it basically gives me a reason not to go back because, again, I barely went anyway. And I just wanted to go and see what it was like since it reopened. Yeah. I've only been once since it reopened uh, myself, so. Yeah, I know there are not a lot of African-American people in there. And I'm sure after what I've experienced, I'm sure they may have treated other people that way to make us not feel welcome. I don't know. No, I mean, at at this point, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. There are several clubs there that, and I've even had someone who is black tell me that they don't like going to. Have you ever been to uh, Crocker or 2.0? I've been to both. I'm always at Crocker. And so I had someone post this in a group chat that they don't like going to Crocker and of course someone's like why what's wrong with Crocker baiting this individual because I knew why they were asking because Crocker is majority black and uh, ethnic people and the person's like oh well no one hits on me because I'm super cute no one hits on me and I'm like because you're a white twink and you go to Crocker and no one is looking for a white twink at Crocker you're upset and that's pretty much a lot of people's mentality in general. I don't go to the club to look for a hookup. I go to have a good time. I don't even go to drink, to be honest with you. You're right. But there are certain people that go to certain places because of what they're looking for. And so if you are a certain individual that doesn't match their air quote preferences, then they're going to treat you a certain way. That's why there are people at Crocker 
that wouldn't go to South Beach and vice versa. And that's why people who do go between the two may experience a little bit of a difference because like this guy said, you know, he's white and he doesn't get treated the same way he does. My thing is, if he knows that and he's willing to say that and people are like, oh, okay, okay, I understand. But you can say what you said and people are like, oh, he's going to go for the race card, yet you didn't bring race into it. That right there is a double standard and a huge problem in itself. Let's be real. There are certain clubs out there that don't like people of color. And Montrose has their fair share of those. Just because it's the gay community doesn't mean it's actually a community. It's more of like a community, wink, wink where some of them stay over there and some of us stay over here. And when they come over here, we smile and we say, what the fuck are they doing here? And then you just be off fake and phony with them and then you treat them a certain way. When they get upset and they act out, self-fulfilling prophecy, once again, rearing its ugly head, you treat them like shit, they act out and then see, oh, this is why we don't like you guys here. And it's sad. Because it, it's true. It's happened to me. It's happened to you. And I'm pretty sure it's happened to a lot of people of color. Yes, that's true. And you know, I also thought of something else recently while you were speaking. Okay, so you said DJ Mel played your request. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was something about me and my presence that she didn't care for versus yours. Maybe... My presence may have been a little too early for, for her. And maybe yours may have been just right. If you know what I'm trying to say. So I, you know what colorism is? Of course. So there are a lot of people outside of the black community that don't understand colorism. And me being color. Um, I can ask for things and do things that other darker complected African American or black people cannot do and that in itself is a problem also I was with a white girl when I went so that could also be the difference if a white girl and I walk up to the booth and we're like hey can we play this song but since I asked it's three dollars but I think if she had asked, it would have been a different story. It would have been free. Yes. I, I'm not I don't know that for sure, but but it it could be. And it it and it, it totally matters who you surround yourself with. Because if you haven't listened to my previous episode where I digest everything, I would listen to it because I have some uh, personal experiences that I injected into the story to sort of, not story, but into the podcast to further explain and get my point across. As it stands now, we're going on about 48 minutes, so we're going to be wrapping this up relatively soon. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? Do you have anything that you would like to say that is really, really sticking in your craw that you just want to get out? Well, what I would like to say is I want to thank everybody who has reached out to me and gave me their experience. It really meant a lot to me. Also, to everyone who judge me who don't know me go the fuck to hell 
<coughs> I am far from that person y'all are trying to make me out to be. And to the black person who tried to blame it on me, you go to hell too. You kick rocks and you are, as I told you, because at the end of the day, you may work around a lot of white people, but you, but as you stated earlier, you will never be equal to them. And who knows what they're saying behind your back. That's all I have to say. Yep. And, and, and you're not wrong. And so I have been in the situation where I've been the only person of color amongst the sea of white people. And a lot of my coworkers are like, how do you feel about that? And my question is, why do you keep bringing it up? Because literally, we I was placed, and I was uh, at the Indiana Toll Road, and I was placed on the Diversity and Inclusion Committee for being both Black and gay after being there for two months. And I looked around the room, and I'm like, for someone who's on the Diversity and Inclusion Committee, I'm the only one of color in here. And as I look around, I'm the only gay person, too. So am I just like the double standard, the double token that you guys are going to put me on? And then we had a a, a seminar. It was a two-day seminar, and it took place in one of our meeting rooms, and it was encouraged for all managers to go. And so we had to talk about different experiences growing up and things like that with the uh, people running the uh, seminar. It was a white woman, a white man and a black woman. And as I was the only person of color explaining my experiences, I was interrupted a few times to the point where the white man and the black woman stopped and said, I want to point something out to y'all. And they apologized for interrupting me, but they stated out of everyone speaking, the only one who keeps consistently getting interrupted is the black gay man and the woman up here in the front. And all those white men were so uncomfortable. Because if something that happens religiously to the point these subconscious biases exist. And when it's pointed out and people stop and look at it, it looks bad, but it is what it is. Can you explain why I was being interrupted and why the lady up front was being interrupted? But when y'all were talking, there were no interruptions. Can you explain why when I walk up with a white girl to request a song, I get my way for $3, but you don't get a conversation at all? There are things that are happening that people refuse to acknowledge or right. they are aware of and they don't want to validate. And that's right. the problem. And yes, these conversations are very uncomfortable and it's, it is not always about race, but it's happening. So these conversations have to be had. Maybe it's not your intention to be racist, but it is a form of racism. And unconscious racism is something that people have to understand. It's not your fault, but it is something that you do. And to be to be called a closet racist or to be called a racist, people get so offended and they will go off and they will say, well, I've got a black friend or I've got an Asian friend or I've got this, I've got that. And I'm going to use this analogy. It is very fucking crude and barbaric, but it's true. Back when there were slaves, you had the masters and the slave hands. But just because they slept with them does not mean they respected them or treated them any better. 
So you can say that you have a so-called friend, because in America, that word is used way too loosely, or you slept with someone of a particular color or ethnic racial background, but that doesn't mean that you would give them the same shot you give someone of your wink, wink, air quote, preferred racial background. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So we covered a lot. I know there are a lot of people that are going to be pissed at this particular episode, but I don't, I don't care. It's something that I think needed to be said because there are a lot of people that want to be keyboard warriors and talk about stuff and say, this is what you're doing. You shouldn't be doing that. Yet they're completely omitting or oblivious to the actual problem. And that's how I think this spiraled out of control. Right. But anyway, Quintrell, I do apologize again for what you've been through. Trust me, I get it. And I hope that you don't take any of this to heart. Or should I say any of the negative shit to heart? Not at all. One thing about me is I have tough skin. I've been dealing with bullies all of my life ever since I was a child, so I'm used to it. I know how to defend myself against the bully. I know how to block it out. So no, I didn't. I didn't take any of it of as a offense or anything. So it is what it is. It's, it's a new day. It happened Friday. I have moved on from the situation. I have not thought about DJ Mel, whatever her name, his name is. It's it's in the past, and I'm just ready to move on and have fun. Yes, and before I go to your point, bullying exists in this world everyone has felt it everyone has seen it i don't understand how people can engage in it and then try to justify it as both a person of color and a uh sexual orientation minority in america many of them have most likely experienced some form of bullying i'm not sure how or why they feel emboldened to carry on and continue to bully you i just hope that they realize that what they're doing ain't it no it's not but I love them I have nothing against them I wish them all the best because I am not affected by it yeah except for the ones you said to go to hell (laughs) well the ones I said who go to hell said something crazy to me they need to go to hell but (laughs) I mean I clap back at them so I mean I'm good I moved on they had to be feeling some kind of way about my clap back to where they couldn't let it go but you can't, okay. you can't poke a bear and expect the bear not to bite back. Exactly. There are people that, that amaze me with the whole dishing shit out, but not able to take it. Right, and you saw a lot of that in the in the chats. Because one of those things, when I talk to or about someone, if for whatever reason they say something to me that they're trying to elicit some sort of like negative response to make me feel bad, I will literally go for the throat with my comeback and I will say something and people are like, whoa, that was not proportionate. I'm like, in, in wars and fights, there is no proportion. You either win or you don't. So if they're going to come for me, they better come for me because I will come for them. I will read someone to filth real quick and I'm not proud about it, but it, it stops the conversation. Granted, I don't have to talk at all, but sometimes when you've had enough, you've had enough. 
you know, I'm, I'm just going to say this one last comment. You mm-hmm. know, the token black boy that we were talking about, it's just so crazy how he can say all these horrible things to me and say something about me having STDs when he don't even know me. That nothing ever happened to his comments. After he made that comment, he was still able to comment until I blocked him. Because people would love, love, love to pinpoint that individual and say it wasn't just us, there was somebody else as well. And it could have been just as bad, if not worse, but because he was on the right side of the argument, he was forgiven if he was ever in trouble at all. Anyway, it's going on an hour. And usually these podcasts don't get a lot of plays, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen back to it and edit it as best I can, and then I will send it out to you, all right? And then you can distribute it however you see fit. I will post it, of course, on my channel, but I will also be uh, posting it on my uh, Facebook page with the same title, Age of the Millennial. But anyway, you have a great night, and again, don't stress about it get over it if you aren't over it if you are over it congratulations for me personally i hold on to shit until i fight it out cry it out or simply just forget about it no i don't know these people so i'm not holding on to it okay well that's good anyway y'all peace out for now and then have a great night mr quintrell thank you so much good night good night